0: Brand new. Hey, did you know this? just occurred to me today is the first day of the rest of your life. Nah. Are you aware of that? Huh? No. What? Yeah, all, right. all right, if I gotta. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager,
1: the eight out of 10,000 vaccinated Americans who'll even get the sniffles or asymptomatic cases, or if you prefer the Four out of 100,000 might conceivably go to the hospital, or the one out of 100,000 who unfortunately
0: has croaked, expire. Mm-hmm. And usually, those people are very old and have a comorbidity. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, welcome to the show. How you doing? I wore a mask into the building for the first time in a couple of months because it is mandatory. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I wear a mask for the first time in a long time. Uh, Into the building. I live in a place where you still got to wear masks quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, we need to get into this conversation. But uh, first of all, we need to do this. We need to officially begin the show. It is Monday, uh, August the 2nd. It's a brand new month. Rent is due. And guess what? The rent is too damn high. You actually have to pay your rent. Now, you don't what? get to skate on your end anymore. It's year August 2nd, the year 2021 where I'm and getting we approve of this program. Well, let's begin now officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at mark. And from lane one, this time, the U.S. is 15 for 15. World record gold medal again. Ring. That was some swimming. We've been uh, kicking ass in the swimming. Yeah, that was a bunch of different phrases thrown
1: together. Was that one of the medleys uh, that we won? Yeah, it was the, the uh, men's
0: relay. We're 15 of yeah. 15. Relay, yeah. yeah. And nobody can beat us in that one. Our women's soccer team lost. Good. Glad they lost so they don't get to uh, diss the anthem on the uh, on the platform. So awesome. You lost to Canada. Very impressive. Canada with a smaller population than California. And you lost mm. to them. So women's soccer, nice to see you. Get out of there now. Leave. Leave Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Let's have some uh, gals who love this country go represent us in uh, soccer. That'd be better. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah. Uh, back to the COVID, and I hate to say that. I hate to be the person saying back to the COVID, but um, yeah. Uh, So things got very confusing last week. I, I, I was going to start the show by asking you, do you know what's going on? There is a little more clarity, although I'm not sure I agree with the clarity. There is a little more um, uh, uh, coordination between the messages of the CDC, the president, Fauci, and that crowd uh, today than there was on Friday. But like on Friday, I was listening to one of my favorite uh, pundits. We've had him on the show before, a guy who founded the dispatch, Steve Hayes, saying, look, I do this for a living. I'm pouring over every bit of information I have inside sources And I have no idea what the rules are or what they should be. I have no idea what's going on. Right.
1: I think uh, virtually all Americans are in the same spot of the same opinion. I'm just I'm confused. I I think I remember, but I don't. I I remember thinking it was dumb. And then I saw an interview that was dumb. And I just I have no idea what's going on. Well, it
0: seems at this point that most people are going with. And as far as I can tell, this this information is pretty thin. It's like ass study or two that are preliminary, but everybody's going with the same story as of yesterday that as a vaccinated person, I can carry this thing around and spread it to other people. Now, Dr. Gottlieb did go on one of the shows face the nation yesterday and say, yeah, and this was the, I, I thought it was interesting. Face the nation separated Dr. Fauci and Dr. Gottlieb by like 50 minutes, and I hmm. think they did that on purpose. But, that's an odd thing to do, given the fact that the two gents were speaking on the same topic. But Fauci is big on the whole. Now, you can, you can carry the vaccine in your nostrils just as strongly as a vaccinated person as if you're unvaccinated and you got it. And Gottlieb said, yeah, that's true, but that's not really the way you measure it. You don't measure it from the vaccine in your nostrils. It's what it does down in your body and how much you can spread it when you're breathing out. Uh, it, from your body, and it's way less at that point, way oh, less boy. for a vaccinated person than it is for an unvaccinated person. And again, you'd have to spread it to a non-vaccinated person because you spread the minor amount that Dr. Gottlieb says you can spread as a vaccinated person to another vaccinated person. If they get sick at all, it ain't going to be much. I mean, no, it's Those a were mi- the numbers I was just yeah, uh, sharing with you. Yeah, right. that's the very little chance to a very little chance compounded. But Dr. Fauci, as usual, as usual, is going with the most extreme version he possibly can because, in his world, anybody who gets COVID—that's a just a crime against humanity. Even if they're fine, I guess they're monomaniacs. They are focused on
1: one thing and one thing only. It, I'm reminded of the uh, the early and infamous episode when the nice fellow who worked for Don Trump. Uh The Surgeon General at the time said, don't wear masks. You don't need wear, uh, don't buy any masks. The thinking, obviously, that, well, of course, they desperately need masks, but medical professionals need them more. So we'll just manipulate them. Then as soon as we have enough masks, we'll manipulate them back again and they will follow our lead like the slobbering, hungry dogs that they are. Well, yeah, not so much. So this whole new round, they're trying to convince us that the Delta variant will kill us, even if we're vaccinated, so it's very, very important to lock down again completely and to mask up. There's some truth to the the nastiness of the thing and the spreadability of the thing, even if we are vaccinated. It's more than the other one, but it's not nearly as bad as they're portraying it, Well, which is really
0: frustrating. One of the reasons it was confusing, I don't know if you saw this, I retweeted it on our Twitter account, which you should follow, Ben Wakana, who is Biden's own COVID guy, you know, he's part of the COVID team and puts out all the information on this sort of stuff. He was blasting the New York Times and the Washington Post over the weekend for having scarier-sounding headlines than the information warranted. This is Biden's own person who tweeted out, in all caps, yelling at us, vaccinated people do not transmit the virus at the same rate as unvaccinated people. And if you fail to include that in your context, you're doing it wrong. He was wow. yelling at the New York Times and the Washington Post for making it sound like you can transmit the uh, the virus just the same as anybody else. He's saying, no, you can't. Okay, I, I'm i confused. Well, and with
1: all due respect to the fact that the data is kind of preliminary, this thing is ongoing, and so we haven't had a chance to really uh, study months and months and months of data, uh, especially as it evolves. I would like to know. So, okay, unvaccinated or vaccinated people can't spread at the same rate as the guy just uh, yelled at us. Is are are we the vaccinated? Fauci says you can. You got You got You know, I got to throw ah, that in right. there. Fauci ah, says you ah, can. Right. So is it 75% as likely? Is it 50%? Is it one-tenth? Is it one-one-hundredth as likely? Nobody's nobody's saying. Nobody's even guessing. And and my final note on this, although we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, but uh, I happened to be just past the time yesterday, I was taking the New York Times news quiz, where you, you answer 10 questions to see how closely you've been following the news. And uh, one of them was, which of the following lines shows the trend in new daily coronavirus cases since the start of the year in India, where the Delta variant was first reported, which has ravaged the population? Absolutely horrific. Many deaths, blah, 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 blah. It skyrocketed the the cases per 100,000 uh, in April and then hit an enormous peak in, in uh, May, in the middle of May, and then... It plunged. It plunged off a mountaintop, and nobody can explain it. Uh It's plunged really? more than 90% since reaching its peak in early May. Now, I did not the Indian, know that. So Yeah, the Indian system of reporting and deaths and all, I, I, it's not great. But if the New York Times is reporting it, I mean, it's, it's, there's got to be some validity to it. It's down 90%, and nobody can figure out why only 7% of India's population is fully vaccinated.
0: We have 100 million people in this country that aren't vaccinated. How much responsibility do I have as a citizen to them? That is, uh, I think that is one of the key questions on this whole thing. The uh, Biden administration and a lot of the leadership out there is going with the idea that we have full responsibility to protect the unvaccinated. I don't feel that way personally. Uh um, No. No, absolutely not. And I was talking to an unvaccinated friend of mine yesterday. He doesn't care. He said, I made the choice. I'm not worried about it. He's, it's not like he feels like those of us who got the vaccine need to protect him. I think most unvaccinated people are like that. Right. So right. Th- this is weird. We're going to play a clip a little later. One of the doctors they had on Fox yesterday. Uh, said, if we could save one or two people, it's worth us all masking nationwide is is the paraphrasing. But that's what he said. And I thought, I don't think most people agree with you. Yeah, you know, let's have a vote. There are going to be
1: 175 people die of bee stings today. What, are we going to all walk around in in, in in suits of armor or some sorts of weird, futuristic foil jumpsuit to keep the
0: bees they, away from us? They so clearly moved the goalposts w- without even recognizing in their own minds that we're now down to we'll do anything as a nation to stop two people from dying. And by the way, it'd be two people that have chosen not to get vaccinated. Most likely. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, man. And one more thing on this. Uh, the Surgeon General, and I need to dig into this more because I saw it on uh, one of the talk shows yesterday. Apparently, the Surgeon General said over the weekend, parents should mask indoors in their own homes around children. Ah, right. <laughs> Even if you vaccinated, should mask in your own home around children. We have passed fully
1: now into are you effing kidding me, Ville.
0: They all live in a world where... The ultimate goal is to make sure not a single person gets infected ever. Right. And they're just measuring it different than the rest of us.
1: While they, and this is absolutely worth noting, uh, live very differently themselves. They do not follow their own edicts. Not even close. Not even in public. In the case of some notable politicians, I'm looking at you, Muriel Bowser of Washington, D.C. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we need to do everything we can. We need to stop eating, drinking, and breathing. Uh, we need to uh kill off our loved ones. We need to burn our houses to the ground. We need to de- defoliate the forests. We need to uh, cancel all treaties with all nations around the world. Uh By the way, I'll just be living my life the usual way. Say our brave leaders, please. Uh, how's mailbag look, which is coming it's, up? It's quite nice. And, of oh. course, we have a freedom-loving quote of the day, which will fill your heart with pride and
0: courage. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> I hope that's what my heart's filling with. And uh, we got a lot of the news of the day to come up with. Our text line is four one five two nine five kftc
1: Armstrong and Getty.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the back and forth between um, the legislature and Biden over the eviction thing on whether or not you can get booted out of your place for not paying your rent is uh, an interesting story that we'll get to next segment yeah I'd say it is Nancy has either lost her mind or become completely cynical
1: also uh if you are a home owner or a potential home buyer, there could be a really big change uh to the the market mm. for uh, real estate well market.
0: that's that's worth knowing about uh, yeah, yeah, it's difficult to say, but we'll talk about it during <laughs> the next segment. There's a house because I'm a renter now there's a house came for sale the other day I kind of it just come for sale and I wasn't serious, but I was kind of looking at I thinking yeah, that might not be bad it's pretty little location it, like, the next time I drove by it, like an hour later, it was sold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you can't, you can't wait around for even, like, an hour on a wow. for sale sign.
1: Good Lord. Yeah. And meanwhile, you have all sorts of government intrusion into the market in the form of moratoriums and subsidies and COVID delays or whatever. And whenever that happens, you know, the market's distorted and weird. And when it unravels, it'll unravel in a weird way. But, again, we'll talk about that in a bit. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Once again, from the great Thomas Sowell. Some people seem to think that the answer to all of life's imperfections is to create a government agency to correct them. If that is your approach, then go straight to totalitarianism. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Mm. You know, I, I hate to just throw around aphorisms or sayings, but the government that has the power to give you everything you want has the power to take away everything you have. What now? And, and generally will. Mailbag. Nice note from Richard here. Love you guys. Kills me when I hear you're taking a few days off for vacation or for family needs, or just to resharpen the axe. If I was king, I would keep you in your hovel, producing content 24 hours a day, seven days per week, until you died for exhaustion. <laughs> from exhaustion. Yes, I love you that much. That's an odd way to
0: express your love, Richard. John Henry was a steel-driving man.
1: Work us to death. Thank you uh, for the rest of the emails, very kind, very kind of you. I'm not going to read it, because being the self-effacing Midwestern boy that I am, it would be self-aggrandizement, but it was very kind. Mike writes, fellas, you've been all wrong on what happened with Simone Biles. Okay. She's experiencing a well-known problem that can happen to a gymnast, losing her orientation in the air, called the twisties. Every gymnast is aware of this. Uh, she was offline, out of control, not just a bit, but a lot. The U.S. team won team gold because she dropped out, except
0: that they didn't. They no, want a the silver. The silver.
1: Thank you for the correction, but going on. In the first team event. Oh, in fact, it's a anyway. decent
0: argument if you leave out that mistake.
1: This had nothing to do with social media. It's a physical thing. Well, that's great, Mike, except that contradicts, and, and the Twisties thing is absolutely true, but that contradicts everything Simone Biles said and everything that was reported in the media about too much pressure and expectations mm-hmm. and around the
0: world in the media. That's what Simone Biles said. So she did announce, uh, she did sign up for the uh, balance beam. So she uh, didn't compete in any of the other individual things that she dominates at. Um, uh, uh, and But she did sign up for the balance beam, the last gymnastics competition of the Olympics. So she's going to give it a whirl. Wow. Okay. Well, we wish her well, certainly. She got the twisties. Uh, moving along. I got the um. yips over something. I realized over the weekend I need to talk about this later. It's embarrassing. Oh, my. If you know oh what the my. yips are, Well uh, we'll talk about that next segment. I'll bring that up, because maybe you know, it's happened to you. I'll leave this person anonymous, but they sent along, uh,
1: with all seriousness, this headline from Alex Jones, Emergency Saturday Broadcast. CDC warns COVID vaccine is causing 74% of new cases. The vaccine is causing three-quarters. <sighs> Alex Jones... He's a con man, okay? Stop sending us his crap. Not everything he says is crap. A lot of what he says is true. As I've often said, this may be my first original thought. Probably not, but maybe. 80% of a good scam is truth. That's why it's a good scam. It's that last 20% to get you.
0: Now, there's a lot of lying going on, but the vaccine is not causing the COVID. No, it is absolutely not. Um, Rent, mortgage... All that sort of stuff, getting complicated, among other things, coming up next. Armstrong
1: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: I mean, look, it's time to stop paying people not to work, and it's stop, time to stop letting people live in other people's properties rent-free. Having an eviction moratorium means that there's no incentive to do it. If you can't be, you can't be evicted from your home, you have no incentive to pay your back rent and to, and, to, uh, and to do this. So lifting the eviction moratorium, while more effectively help putting the rental assistance, it helps everybody. The, the, the homeowners don't want to evict people because they want to get their back rent, and the people who are living there don't want to be evicted either. So what we need to do is lift right. the moratorium... And push this aid out so that people can get, get their the back rent out. and be made whole and we can get and get the money out. So the moratorium on uh, evicting people for not paying their rent ended uh, midnight Saturday night. So yesterday was the first day. And um, uh, Nancy Pelosi is telling Congress or is telling the president that he needs to deal with it because the Congress can't because he says the Senate will. She says the Senate will never pass it. President Biden is saying he can't do it, uh, and that Congress needs to deal with it. Well, President Biden is right, in that the Supreme Court has ruled. You'll remember a few weeks back the Supreme Court said, "Hey, since when does the c d c get to tell landlords they can't keep kick people out of their homes c d c has friggin nothing to do with that. they have no r- 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 role in that um, so the Supreme Court said you can't do that c d c Um, and, uh, so there is a fair amount of finger pointing going on. Meanwhile, gazillions of dollars sit in accounts somewhere that's supposed to be handling this situation and none of it's going out the door.
1: Right, right. I think it's truly hilarious that the Supreme Court, having spoken with complete clarity and said, this has got to come from Congress. The administration cannot extend it anymore. Nancy said there needs to be action and it needs to be from the administration,
0: what, what part of this do you not understand? She did make a statement at some point over the weekend. She said there are a lot of landlords that are Democrats, too. I think she doesn't want to have the House vote on it. I think she feels like there's, there's a lot of the landlord class that are Democrats in big cities, especially where so many people rent. They, they, they do not want this, and she does not want to have to vote on it. Wow, so she accidentally uh, spilled the truth.
1: That's interesting. You know, it's funny. I was going to she talk about right
0: the... that it would never pass the Senate
1: anyway. So that's your your renters. And uh, I was going to talk about uh, the head. Well, the headline, for instance, in the Washington Post is a tsunami of deferred debt is about to hit homeowners no longer protected by a foreclosure moratorium. This is uh, mortgage holders, right? Same situation. And I I like to think I'm pretty decent at comprehending fairly complex or or. Interesting stories and conveying the essence of them to ye. I'm not good at many things. I'm pretty good at that. I am so utterly perplexed, confused, and discouraged by by these interlocking, overlapping programs and stuff. I don't even know how to explain it to you. I'll hit you with a couple of key facts and then get into the stuff that's so confusing. So, as usual, news stories have to open with the story of one individual. Uh, Maybe I'm weird. Well, I know I'm weird, but uh, I just want stories that say the moratorium on mortgages is about to end. Four point four million people, blah, blah, blah. No. Instead, you have to start with only one week after New Orleans enacted a citywide stay at home order in March.
0: Laura Landry was hospitalized with COVID-19. Hey, journalism professor, stop teaching people to do that. I skip the first two paragraphs of every story I ever
1: read because I do that. I know. It's such a worn-out cliche. I mean, cliches are hurt that I'm calling this a cliche. It's just so worn. But anyway, she's one of 1.8 million homeowners who is in forbearance, meaning she owes all sorts of mortgage, but she hasn't had to pay and the safety net is is being removed uh, d- d- now, right? Uh, about one-fifth of the folks will not be able to extend their forbearance past the month of September. This is what, one of the things, okay. one of the programs that's not going to be continued. Yes. Let
0: me interrupt here. For renters or people paying mortgages, so you didn't have to pay during that period of time, but when the deadline comes, do you have to pay the months you didn't pay? Or do you just pick up yes. paying from here? So you have to go back and pay the months you didn't pay. Correct. So that's, that's the way I understood it. So I, I thought... That um, if I was a renter or in in one of these situations, even if I could have taken advantage advantage of it, I would have kept paying my rent or mortgage if I could. Just what's the point? Unless I was going to, you know, keep it in an account and have it gain interest or something. but That's a tiny amount. Invest it. Yeah, so you've
1: got several hundred thousand homeowners still in forbearance as the safety net is removed, about 1.5 million more, or at least three months behind on their mortgage without the protection of a forbearance
0: plan. So they're just delinquent. Oh, i got to throw those... in one nugget here that we've left out of this whole story that Mark Thiessen from the Washington Post, that's who you just heard, uh, he mentioned yesterday, we have more help-wanted signs out there than we've ever had in our nation's history. Got to throw that in there. This is not the Great Depression where everybody I will work anywhere, I'll do anything for no no, they can't hire people. Anywhere right. you go, the service sucks because they don't have enough employees.
1: Unbelievable. Anyway, as I said uh, last week, what is this economic system called? I'm familiar with all the biggies. I studied them in college. A system where the government bids against private employers, the government paying them to stay home while the employers try to get them to work. It's uh, it's an odd it's an odd wrinkle. Anyway, getting back to this uh, article, here's where things get crazy. So, uh, the long and short of it is you got a couple million people who probably can't make their mortgage, they're going to get foreclosed on and and a lot of them well, not a lot of them. Probably about a tenth, uh, so a hundred thousand or so, hundred one point one. I'm sorry, one point one million or so don't have enough equity to sell. It will be a they're upside down. It'll be a short sale or a foreclosure or whatever. So. That'll send uh, ripples through the housing uh, market. How big a ripple, I don't know. But here's where it gets crazy. So Congress approved $10 billion in federal assistance to help homeowners pay off debt. Exactly what we're talking about. But the program is moving so slowly that the protections are expiring before states have even figured out how to distribute the money. So Congress said, "All right, we're going to hold off on six uh, for uh, we're going to hold off for six months because uh, everybody got to COVID. Everybody's afraid." Blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, there's ten billion dollars to hand out to the folks. Well, the states still haven't figured out how to get any money to you, even though all those protections are expiring. In the meantime, the White House announced July 23rd that many homeowners with federally backed mortgages may be eligible for a reduction in their monthly mortgage payment. Meanwhile, an eviction moratorium expired August 1st after Congress failed to vote on legislation extending the ban that shielded renters from being forced out of homes, blah, blah, blah. And then they get into, well, those that remain in forbearance are only a small fraction, uh, blah, blah, blah. Then they announce another program. And then they say a third of the homeowners who are never available for forbearance due to having mortgages that aren't federally backed, but they may be able to. There is no body, no effing body who understands all these programs who's supposed to be getting them and then if if that guy does exist then i apologize if i'm wrong on that if there is some guy wearing a green eye shade reading glasses sitting in an office somewhere comprehends all this stuff they can't get any of the money out to the people anyway this is your utopia where the government takes care of all your needs how do you like it so far
0: well, the, money. the billions of dollars <laughs> got spent, and uh, whether they figure out how to get them out the door for this stuff, the, it'll get spent on something else. That that And that was the point, in, in my mind. That was the point, just to get the money spent. Yeah.
1: Uh, what yeah, it's sitting after, in the bank account
0: somewhere. Yeah. yeah. What happens after that, they don't worry about. It. Just as long as it got spent, and it's a bunch of big pile of taxpayer money that they got spent on something. But um, what they've got to avoid at all costs, in my mind, is making sure they aren't um, giving money to people who didn't pay their rent while in effect punishing people who did
1: well i would point to the 40 billion dollars in fraud in california alone for unemployment benefits uh, to point out the difficulty of tracking and
0: auditing that sort of thing i mean that's that what you're asking is is impossible sure the well biggest uh, biggest fraud in california state history over this sort of thing so yeah nationally it's going to happen at a very high level no doubt about it uh, we got a couple updates for you we ought to hit you with real quick. Do you want to know how the trans weightlifter did? Today was the day of the female weightlifting, and the results are in. Do you want to know anything about that or that's not? That's right. I keep, I keep forgetting that it's already happened. I was looking forward to today being the big day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I do. She uh, did not do very well. She's definitely not. She's dropped out of metal contention at this point. Oh, my. I think that's got more to do with the fact that she's 47 than anything else. And that proves or establishes nothing. Nope. No, it does not. Because if she were 27,
1: she'd have whooped
0: ass. She'd be dominating, probably. Yeah. And there
1: will be a 27-year-old in the prime of life who's been a dude until last year, but took the
0: hormones and has the big old bones and the big old muzzles and is going to dominate. I got a good story when we come back on why college tuition is so high. One of the many reasons, but this is a funny one. How much money they're spending on diversity uh, layers of bureaucracy? It's oh, really yeah. quite amazing. A classic. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of the yips, so we were talking about Sabone Biles has the yips. So, uh, d- d- describe the yips. It comes out of golf originally, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it's uh, essentially you're you get in your own head, and you're so certain you're going to do poorly. You can hardly take the club back, and when you do, it, what you do is very ugly and jerky, and it's just you're you're in your own head.
0: You know what I have the yips on? And What's I just that? I finally I finally said it out loud to my son yesterday and I've had it now for like a couple of years. Something I used to be able to do effortlessly. In fact, I considered myself really good at it. And now I just I've got the yips. I just I I, I question everything and I can't do it. I bail oh, out boy. every time parallel parking. <laughs> I've got the yips on parallel parking. Got, oh my gosh. I I I used to be I I, I say to myself yeah. you used to be good at this. Used to be able to just slide into any spot. Inch on in either side, you fit in there. And I just, I, I just can't. I start backing up, and I, oh no, I just, and I bail. I just drive on and look for a parking lot. Oh no, lot. every oh no. time abort, abort. I know. I got the yips. <laughs> I need a psychologist. I need a team trainer or something to get me back in shape to where I can parallel park again. It's when the unconscious becomes conscious, it's and you start sinking
1: through everything. Yeah, it's
0: weird. I even said to myself, "You used to do this all the time effortlessly. What's the deal?" Now I just cannot. <laughs> What a strange
1: thing to befall a person. Wow. And I know in golf, they say it absolutely comes with age. Oh, really? You know, we were, we were, I was off on that big golf trip last week and we were warming up on the driving range and watching this kid. He was probably, I don't know, 11, 12 years old, uh, swinging. And then he was over on the putting green. He's obviously a really, really good player, but watching him putt, he putts like he doesn't give a damn. He putts like a little kid. He puts like somebody who realizes there's really no significance to this. It's kind of fun. I enjoy doing this. And that is such a different mindset of, oh, God, I hope I don't make a bad stroke. I hope <laughs> I don't make a bad putt. I'm probably going to miss this. I'm probably going to miss a pad. Everybody's going to laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> and that sounds like you with the parallel parking. Because oh, yeah. I know you're thinking. If I have to go back and forth like four or five times, people are going to be watching these. People are going to be laughing at me.
0: I always notice there's a guy sitting there having a cup of coffee in front of the coffee shop. He's watching me park. Well, (laughs) and it didn't make it better that I saw last week a, um, a parking fail that was making arounds on, uh, social media, YouTube video. And then I went, we did a YouTube deep dive. There are gazillions of videos of people with parking fails, and some of them are hilarious. Well, but, you
1: remember before we had the logos up in the windows here in a radio ranch, I would look out into the parking lot and heckle people's parking attempts. So that probably got in your head. I apologize. You, there's
0: YouTube videos where people are like up in the planter, you know, and stuff like that, like <laughs> clearing the hedges and like sideways in the spot. Like, how the hell did you get there? they <laughs> are just taking five minutes to inch back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, boy. If you got any help for me, our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Yeah, but the first thing we need to do is define the issue, yeah? True that. I think we already know what it is, don't we, coach? What are you talking about, Willis? Hey, you're not supposed to say that out loud. Which is why I wrote it down. The yips. Shh. What are the yips? Shh. Are you kidding me, you two? We don't say the Y word out loud, you understand? It's like saying Macbeth in a theater or Voldemort at Hogwarts or... uh, Soccer in England. Bingo. But what are... It's when just out of nowhere an athlete suddenly can't do the basic fundamentals of their sport.
1: Yeah, you know, like Chuck Knobloch's throw to first or uh Charles Barkley's golf swing. You
0: know? You guys know what I mean. That's from Ted Lasso. It just happened to talk about the Yips last night in uh the first episode of season two. Maybe the most celebrated television show in America right now is Ted Lasso, if you haven't uh joined in on that. It's pretty it's pretty fun. It's a it's a it's a cool show in a lot of different ways. Highly recommend it. Yep. Yep, yep. The yips
1: is all about whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right.
0: What you talking about, Willis?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so do you know what a DEI person at uh, your university is? That's somebody that works in the Department of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, which didn't exist when a lot of us right here uh, were in uh, going to college, if we went to college. By the way, it's had some interesting stats last week on there are way fewer people that go to college than you'd be led to believe by the media because everybody in the media does go to college. But there are a lot of people that don't go to college and then huh. a lot of people that go to college that don't take out a hell of a lot of money. And that's why that whole uh, bailout thing is so incredibly regressive as opposed to progressive if they decide to do it. But anyway, getting getting back to the diversity and equity and inclusion stuff at universities, we all know that that's grown over the years. The Federals took a look at where we are this year as college kids are getting ready to go back. Bloated DEI staff is what they're blaming for a lot of the reason that college is so expensive. The federal says, We discovered that overall the number of DEI-dedicated staff is dramatically out of proportion to other programs serving higher education goals. For example, the typical university devotes 4.2 times as many staff to promoting diversity initiatives than they do to helping disabled students get reasonable accommodations. Wow. And the latter is required by law. On average, DEI staff outnumbered history professors by 40%. Overall, there are 3.4 people working to promote DEI for every 100 tenured or tenure-track faculty members. Wow, that is absolutely amazing. Some universities had strikingly large numbers of people with DEI responsibilities in their job titles. At the University of Michigan, for example, 163 people have formal responsibility for, 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 for providing diversity, equity, and inclusion programming and services. 163 people, full-time jobs at the, at the University of Michigan. At the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, that has more than 13 times as many people devoted to promoting DEI as providing services to people with disabilities. Georgia Tech has 3.2 times as many DEI staff as it does history professors. How would you walk around a university campus, and there are three times as many people, three times as likely to run into a diversity person as a as a as a history person. It's unbelievable. It really and is. What's,
1: you know, I was just reading uh, James Lindsay's cynical theories over the weekend. Uh, great conversation with him last week, by the way. I really enjoyed that. I, I downloaded the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, but one of the points he makes in his book is that a lot of this stuff, the intersectional stuff especially, has become so confusing and so circular that there's no disproving it. There's no end to it. There's certainly no productive policy that can come from it, but it can perpetually employ hundreds of people because it's it's just it, nobody's quite sure what the end game is. Right. It's intentionally obscure and and an unsolvable riddle.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we also got into the conversation with James Lindsay last week about the weird studies out there and that whole uh, change in the name of fish because they were going to hurt the fish's feelings. Right. <laughs> Which is just hilarious. Oh, boy. But anyway, look forward to that, paying for that if your kid is going back to college this year. Yeah, I'm trying to find... Oh, where did I put that? I, you
1: tweeted it out, actually. I don't. Did you talk about it on the air, that tweet where the, uh, the black... Uh, Civil rights leader, so-called, was was talking no. about the roots of black people hating on Asian people. No, I didn't. Uh, give me give me five seconds. Here it is. Uh, and I loved your caption to it, too. Um, let's see. Da, 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 sorry. Okay. It's the uh, craziest asks, thing I've ever heard. <laughs> is this the craziest bull spit you've ever heard? The competition is fierce. Bishop Talbert Swan tweets. Anti-Asian racism has the same source as anti-Black racism: white supremacy. So, even when a Black person attacks an Asian person, the encounter is fueled very specifically by white supremacy.
0: So, and that's just—he's he, being serious. That, that's a serious oh, yeah. take. And there was there was some pushback in the comments from people that that apparently makes sense to. I think you're yeah. crazy. Well, if I were to
1: try to explain his theory, I think what he means is that because white people look down on Asians at one time, black people do, too. But it's the white people's fault, yeah. even though Asians are on top of virtually every heap.
0: Virtually every heap. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You
1: people are crazy. You're actually you're cultists. You've checked your mind at the door. Hare, hare, go crazy, you're all nuts.
0: If you ever miss an hour of the Armstrong and Getty Show, you can get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong
1: and Getty.